0: What is up you guys? Welcome back to the Fast and Flow podcast. I'm your host, Fast and Flow, otherwise known as Katherine Kelly, your running bestie, a New York City-based long-distance runner and certified personal trainer. And I also work in corporate strategy at a fitness company. So we are all things fitness over here. Today, we're going to talk about how I went from running 40 miles a week to 60 plus miles a week in a healthy way, feeling strong, non-injured. Coming from a place where I just truly couldn't understand how people would run 60, 70 miles in a week and now finding myself there, I think it's very interesting and I was just reflecting back on it and I wanted to talk about how I got basically from point A to point B in a healthy way. But of course, first we're going to do a life update. This past week was honestly really stressful because my dog had an allergic reaction. We still don't know what to, but literally it is so expensive to go to pet urgent care and have them take ultrasounds and do everything but like obviously we were like please do everything we want to make sure that she's okay she's okay now but was honestly just kind of a stressful week running around but glad everything's okay on that end this week was a very strong week of training for me i really crushed my tempo workout and my track workout my long run i didn't add in any marathon pace miles i just took it pretty easy around a nine minute pace but this upcoming week is going to be the hardest week of the training cycle for me thus far To me, that makes me very excited. I'm like, I've been training for this, I've been building up, I'm ready to go. But if all goes well, it will be my first 70-mile week and I will be doing my first long run, my first 20-mile long run of the training cycle this week. So I will update you guys on that next week, but I'm hoping all goes well. And then after that, I'm gonna be in Colorado for a week, so I'm gonna take like a major down week, probably do mostly easy runs and throw in like one tempo run. But that just gives me... Even more motivation to really crush it this week. I know it's going to be difficult, but again, very relevant to the topic of this episode with proper fueling, proper recovery, as in sleep, electrolytes, hydration, stretching, all that stuff. um, I know that I can do it. And so we're going to talk more about that in this episode, but a couple more updates from this weekend. Um... Brett ran the Bronx 10 miler today, which was so fun. I feel like the turnout this year was really great. I had run it last year, but I didn't run it this year because I didn't want to put too many races on my calendar where I like on weekends where I would have to kind of like work them around my long run. Cause that does sort of get frustrating sometimes when you are training, but then you have races in the interim and you're like, well, I want to still run strong, but then that means I have to like take one of my workouts out this week or like roll the race into a long run. And it sometimes just gets tricky. So, Um, I didn't run it this year, but I did go up and see Brett finish, which was super fun. And it was literally exquisite morning this morning. It was so gorgeous, spectacular. But, and then I ended up running back from the Bronx, which I've never done before. It was actually a lot easier than I thought. I don't know why to me, like that was such a scary proposition to run home from the Bronx, but it really was like, we were so close. Like Yankee stadium is like just in the Bronx. It's like, right on this like little bridge that takes you back to manhattan and then i ran through columbia i was doing some exploring there is a huge hill where you have to take this like huge hill from harlem back up into columbia i just ended up walking up the stairs because i was like um this is my recovery run i am not like sprinting up these stairs or up a hill but it was really nice i was doing a lot of exploring beautiful morning made a uh, a vlog on tiktok and instagram of that But other than that, just really took it easy this weekend. I think I've really been leaning into, honestly, just like going over to people's apartments more or just inviting them over to our apartment. I just feel like the whole week is so exhausting from obviously working a lot of hours and then running six days a week, 60 miles a week. It's just a lot. And I've found myself really just craving time that's like very relaxed, like not going out, ordering dinner and to our apartment or to someone else's apartment having people just come over and hang out so that's kind of been the vibe and I'm loving it and I feel like I used to feel bad about myself for that because I was like oh my gosh well it's finally the weekend and I've worked so hard all week and I need to maximize my time and like go out and do all these things but then I would find myself getting to the end of the weekend feeling like I hadn't even rested and rejuvenated so I've just really been trying to make fewer plans and just make chiller plans and it's honestly been really really nice but now getting into the actual episode here. So yeah, at the beginning of this year, the highest mileage I was running routinely was maybe 40 miles a week. And I just couldn't physically understand like how people did any more than that. To me, that felt so tiring, time consuming, honestly extreme. And I would think about like runners, especially professional runners that I know run like 80 to hundred miles a week. Obviously like that's a stretch, like I'm not going to run that much, but I just couldn't even physically understand how it was possible in someone's body to do that until I really switched around the way that I train. And kind of towards the end of last year, like I would say November last year, after I had been part of my current run club for like three months, I really started to watch what the other people were doing. And the first major thing I noticed was even people who were splitting like a 630, 645 pace for their marathon – were doing their easy runs at 9 minutes, 10 minutes. And that was really shocking to me. I think that... I honestly just wasn't confident enough in myself as a runner to be able to let myself run nine minute, 10 minute, 11 minute pace. I felt like I constantly had something to prove to myself, to other people, to Strava. But what I've really done is taken my ego out of the situation and just said, let's see, like, let's see what happens if I just train for one training cycle and I use this new method, which is the whole 80-20 concept that I'm sure all of you guys have heard of, but How many people actually take that to heart and actually apply it? Um, I don't know. I think a lot of people know about it inherently, but they think maybe it won't work for them or just, I don't know, just isn't their style. Um, I urge everyone to try it out. So basically what it means is you're running 80% of your miles easy and 20% of your miles hard. This is known as polarized training. So if you can very simply kind of like, let's break down running into basically zone one, zone two, and zone three. I'm not talking about heart rate zones. I'm talking about effort zones here. Just break it down. Zone one is like a very easy effort, super conversational. You almost feel like at the end, you honestly didn't do that much. Like you just don't feel like it was very taxing on your body, but you were out there. You could have been out there for 10 miles, but you just don't feel like anything was very taxing. That's zone one. Zone two, which is where I think a lot of people run too much of the time is like that pace that you still could speak at, but like you're definitely hustling. You're definitely running, but you're nowhere near Sprinting, you're not like gonna get gassed. You could actually probably keep running at this pace for hours and hours, however, it's just not like something that's a super easy run or a recovery run. And then, zone three is like your tempo runs, your track workouts, like where you're actually really putting you like a lot of intention behind the miles, you're running them hard. You are probably thinking, oh, when is this going to end? Like, this is really difficult. I want to stop. Like, those types of miles. So where I run is about, let's call it 70 to 80% in that zone one and 20 to 30% in zone three. I rarely, rarely ever run miles that are in zone two. But basically, I run most of my miles either at like 630 to 730 pace or 930 to 1030 pace. I don't really do anything that's like 8, 8.30. There's Whereas beforehand, I used to do all of my miles at 8 to 8.30 because uh, I wanted to run a 3.30 marathon, which is an eight-minute mile split. And so I was like, okay, I need to do all my miles at 8.30 but or eight minutes, but that would literally tap me out. like Once I got to 35, 40 miles a week, I was like, I'm so gassed. Like I actually can't do any more miles because I wasn't recovering properly and I wasn't taking any easy runs literally at all. I was running everything in zone two versus now I run everything in zone one or zone three. I rarely, rarely ever run in zone two and it's made the hugest difference in my training. Like I genuinely, am not lying to you when I say I can hit 60 miles like pretty easily this week, this upcoming week where I'm shooting for 70, that's definitely going to be a challenge. Like 10 more miles is definitely significant number more However, 60 miles per week now, like I've been doing it for the past month or four to six weeks and it it genuinely is not that difficult. Like, yeah, there are times that I'm sore and tired after I do my speed workout or my long run, but my body pops back out of it very, very quickly because I'm taking my easy runs like painfully easy. A lot of people will message me. Oh my gosh, I do not know how to run my easy runs easier. Do you have any advice? My advice is literally to just run slower literally that's the only thing like you have to be very disciplined about it i'm not saying it's like a super easy thing to do especially if you're a new runner and you're not very confident in yourself as a runner it's very difficult to be okay with running slow because i think a lot of people think well if i run slow then how am i going to run fast but that's the whole point you have to run slow to run fast and i really want to hone in on that because i've seen that saying a lot on social media run slower to run faster And do I agree? Yes, I fully agree with a caveat. You have to run slower so that you can run faster those 20% to 30% of the time, those whatever you're doing, the one to two speed works a week. So you can book it on those. Like you have to be running those fast, faster than your marathon pace, faster than whatever race pace you're going for. Like that's the whole point. You can't just run your entire training block easy and then expect to run your marathon faster than you've been training that's ri- a ridiculous concept what that concept really means is you run your easy runs easy so that for me like i need to run my runs on like mondays wednesdays and fridays easy so that when it comes to tuesdays and thursdays speed workout and the my long run i can actually go ham on those right like i want to be able to push it on those and that's where the actual like difficult work comes in so To me, that's what run easy to run hard means. So, anyway, number two, fueling. This is super hard as a female, and I really don't want this to be looked over. And I think it's not talked about enough, including myself, because it is a touchy topic. And I think a lot of people can take it the wrong way. Like, if you're insecure about something and somebody says something related to the thing you're insecure about, you're going to just like analyze it to no end. And so that's why sometimes I've just stayed away from talking about like food or fueling or nutrition or body image or like any of that type of stuff as a female runner. But I think it's extremely important. And I do think that by me talking about it and by hearing other people talk about it, it's done me so much more good than harm. So I will continue to talk about it. And I feel like at this point, I've opened the conversation on it. But when I was training for my first marathon, I just kept eating the same amount of food that I was eating before. When I was just, you know, working out for 30, 40 minutes a day. But at this point, I was running so many miles and I wasn't increasing my calories. Okay, calories are literally just a measurement of energy, like a kilocalorie, is a measurement of energy. In order for your body to actually be able to perform, i.e. run in this case, you need to give it energy in so it can give you energy out. Like it's it's literally that simple, but I think it's a really difficult concept because people, especially women, um, don't want to gain weight or just want, you know, they're very conscious of their image. And I think those, I think wanting to be very strong and train for a race and really get your personal best and then wanting to be like super thin and like lean and model status, like those two things are in contrary to each other. And I think it's, it's very difficult to switch your mindset to no, I need to fuel my body to be able to reach the goals I want to reach. It's taken me many, many years. Like it's taken me probably 10 years really to get to a healthy mindset with food and fueling and nutrition. And I'm still not perfect. Like there are times that I have kind of those intrusive thoughts that creep in, but I know enough now to send them on their way. Right when they start to come in, I'm like, nope, not today. And I counteract them right away. One of the ways I do this is if I start thinking, oh, like I probably shouldn't eat that because I didn't run enough miles today or well, I already ate that today, blah, blah, blah. I literally will just be like, nope, we're getting up. We're gonna go eat a full meal right now. Like that's how I just counteract those like, you know, very negative thoughts. But I will say I got very injured for my first marathon. I had so many soft tissue injuries Achilles tendonitis was so, so painful. Plantar fasciitis in the bottoms of my feet, extremely painful. I had like the worst shin splints. Like I barely could even run. And I ended up finishing that marathon in five hours and five minutes. Meanwhile, the marathon I I ran last year, I ran in three hours and 30 minutes and 50 seconds to be exact. But again, I've said this on TikTok, on Instagram. It's not like my level of fitness just like totally changed. And I was like, oh, I wasn't an athlete when I was younger. No, I've always been an athlete. I've always been a runner. I've always run track, but there was just really a period of my life where I was severely under fueling and I was the thinnest I've ever been. And the fucked up part is sometimes I'll look back on pictures of that and be like, oh, I looked better then. But then I, and this is another thing, like catching myself in that, in that like downward spiral right away. I'm like, but were you healthy then? No, I was miserable. I was constantly just like worrying about what I was eating and not wanting to go out to dinner and like thinking about calories all the time. And I was tired all the time. And like, I felt awful. I just, I'm like, why would I ever want to go back to that? And immediately, once I think about that, I'm like, absolutely like, hell no. And that counteracts it for me. But again, that process of like thinking, like rewiring my thinking has taken years and years and years. So what I will say about that is don't beat yourself up about it, but also know that you are in control, okay? Like, you don't have to succumb to your negative thoughts. You are not your thoughts, and you can choose to act differently from what you're thinking. So I just want to like people to know that and just to reclaim the power over your thoughts, but fueling is a huge part of recovering. I think it's, I mean, probably sleep is the number one, but fueling is number two, And what I will say is if you, like, feel like you're just eating too much, um, there is, like, literally no such thing as eating too much during marathon training. You should always be eating more than eating less if you're questioning it. That's the notion that I subscribe to. You will only increase your performance, increase your muscle mass, increase your speed by eating more, but you could do severe damage by eating less. So if you're ever questioning whether to eat that one more thing, I would eat it personally. And I do. And I think that's the reason I've been able to increase my mileage just so just consistently so easily is that I, I eat a ton of food. Like if you really look at your Garmin or your watch or whatever you used to track, like Obviously, with the caveat that these things are never, ever accurate. Like some of these watches have been proven to be like 90% inaccurate, which is like crazy. But routinely, I'm eating 3,000, 3,500 calories per day. And again, this is totally going to differ depending on who you are and what your needs are, but it's a lot more than you think it is. And that's the one thing I will say. The third thing, and this is kind of Related to number two is eating a lot of protein. So I will say the number one thing is just eating enough calories. But then if you're really going to double click into that, it's the makeup of your calories have to be um, very healthy to support your marathon training. And that looks like a lot of carbs and a lot of protein. Protein, carbs, and fats are all necessary. They're the three macronutrients. You need all of them every day at every meal If possible, I mean, that is a little unrealistic. Like, at least just having them every day is the goal, but. Eating a lot of protein is necessary to rebuild the micro tears that you're making in your muscles when you run, when you do any type of workout. You need the amino acids from the proteins to literally rebuild your muscles. And if you don't get that, you're not going to rebuild your muscles as fast and you're going to be very sore, lethargic, tired. um, And it's just not going to be a good situation. So as I said, the number one thing to do is just focus on eating enough calories. But the number two thing is really focus on eating a lot of protein. And I've said this before for me, I tried to get like 100 230 grams of protein per day. At first, this was very difficult. And for me, I was hesitant to even track how much protein I was eating because tracking like food or anything related to food has never had a positive connotation for me. But how I knew I like my mindset was fully healed is I was like, well, I actually need to track this just to see how much protein I'm eating so I know what my baseline is. Um, you really can't measure success or track anything if you never – know what your baseline is because then you don't know where you're starting, where to go. Like you need to have some type of like understanding of the composition of what you're eating if you are ready to get to that point. Again, like if you have an unhealthy mindset with food, not the best to track in my opinion, but if you think you're to the point where you can, I think it could be very helpful to track just like your macronutrients. Like I I never think tracking calories is is helpful honestly for me, but I think tracking macronutrients can be really helpful. And I saw like, I was only eating like 60 grams of protein per day and I was still getting super sore. And I was like, well, no wonder I'm not eating half the amount of protein I should be eating. And so I really started like tracking that over the course of, I think it was honestly only even like three weeks. I was able to make a really, really significant change in how much protein I was eating. And now just like the groceries I get facilitate me eating a lot of protein. And like, I have like high protein snacks in mind. I've been loving like Greek yogurt, I've been loving chomps, I've been loving cottage cheese, I've been loving turkey and cheese like roll up wraps for lunch. I've been eating a lot of chicken, salmon, uh steak, pork, tofu, like literally anything that has protein in it. Um I try to eat eggs, but unfortunately, I'm like one of those people that like I get the ick from eggs very easily. Um, but those are a great source of protein as well. Nuts, seeds, protein bars, obviously not great to rely on protein bars or protein powder, but amazing as a supplement. But that is like truly so helpful and has been extremely helpful in my training. And then the last thing I will say is training with other people and training with run clubs has been a major contributor to me being able to increase my mileage. Like. I just like can't even imagine running 60 miles alone every single week. That would feel very grueling, lonely, painful. Like running with other people is so nice. I, I I cannot overstate that. I also think that like when you have a run club, it's like, oh, I have to run two miles to get to run club. And then like, I'll do the workout and then I'll run two miles back. And it's like, before you know it, you're at 10 miles. Like These things really do start to become pretty commonplace um, when you are marathon training. I'm sure once I stop marathon training, like the thought of doing this type of mileage again, I'm going to be like, how the hell did I do that? But it totally is possible. And like that's a huge difference from the last marathon I ran where I was only doing like 35, 40 miles a week. I was doing it all by myself. Um, and this time I'm pretty much doing like at least four out of my six running days per week with other people. And it just makes it so much more enjoyable. And the time just goes by honestly, so fast. Like I swear, if you're talking to someone, you can run 10 miles and it'll go by in a split and it's amazing. Um, but yeah, those are four things that have really, really helped me. Um, so just to recap, it's polarized training, running easy miles, easy, so you can run your hard miles, hard eating enough calories when in doubt eat more than you think you need that will never hurt you in conjunction with that eating a lot of protein if you don't know how much protein you should be eating, I'm sure you can like look it up or talk to your doctor or nutritionist or someone, but definitely erring on the side of eating more protein again than less. Like marathon training is just about doing more. You're running more, you're eating more, you're sleeping more, you're recovering more, everything is more. And then the last thing is finding a run club near you or just finding like an accountability buddy. I know some people probably live in places where there aren't run clubs, but you could even start a run club, find an accountability buddy, um, make friends through social media and run with them like it's just there's so many ways now if you like really are dedicated to doing it and i swear like all of these things have honestly made marathon training like the most fun part of my life i'm already getting sad for when it's going to be over but i know like i have other goals i really want to get fast at the mile fast at the 5k the 10k i want to increase my muscle mass and i can talk about kind of my strength related goals in another um podcast episode because I have a lot to say on that. And I feel like I'm kind of just restarting my strength journey, which is a really exciting place to be. I love starting things for the first time. I love the like being like, where am I right now? Measuring that baseline and then being able to like set myself goals. Like, I don't know, my brain just like works really well that way. But I hope this episode was helpful. I just want to to basically get all of this out here because i was wondering myself like how are people running 60 70 miles per week like it doesn't make sense to me um all of these things have definitely helped me these are not everything that i've done but i just think it's the big things that come to mind um so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode if you liked it take a screenshot share it on your story and tag me and please yummy me i would love to talk about it I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts but otherwise, I hope everyone has a great week. This week of training is going to be my peak week so far. I'm so excited. I am taking it by storm, going in head first, and it's going to be a great one. So I love you guys so much. Have a great week, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.